You're listening to Podcast PXN, PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo. Let's do this. What's up, guys? Welcome to Podcast PXN, episode 29. I am one of your hosts, Daniel Prindle, a.k.a. Dan is DTM on Twitter, and I am joined by the pride of PlayStation, Sean Babiak. Sean, we have two consoles, both spec'd out. Are you excited? No. All right. Well, because way to they, kill it. What do they not show wow. me? What do I care about? The games. Yeah. Yes, we know. Yeah, we that's know. that's why I because uh, I know nothing about these specs. That's true. I just need to know what am I gonna play? Am I gonna be excited for whatever this was it? Greed, Greedfall? Not Greedfall. Godfall. Godfall. Yeah. Which I don't think I am. Randy Pitch. Yeah. I'm at this point, even though I don't have any interest in playing Halo Infinite, I'm more interested yeah. in that than I am Godfall. Let's just put this at the top of the show. Go fuck yourself, Randy Pitchford. Kill uh, button, thank kill you. button, kill <laughs> button. <laughs> thank you to everyone watching live and participating in the chat. Just as a reminder, we are live each and every week on YouTube. Just search Podcast PXN and you will find us on there. We have another great show this week, uh, including our topic of the show. We're going to talk about all the things confirmed for next generation consoles playstation finally uh, decided to talk yeah exactly <laughs> they, they came out of the shadows yeah they finally decided hey maybe we should say something right yeah now. <laughs> but first the show always starts with the pxn news of the week so let's go ahead and jump right in the first item on the pxn news of the week dreams did not make the top 20 best-selling games of february this is just a shocker. We are all we're both shocked by this news. And if you've listened to the podcast, you'll know that I'm lying. I'm more shocked that the reviews were very glowing for it and the commercial sales, obviously we knew that was going to happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, it does suck for Media Molecule cuz I still think this is kind of a make or break game for them. Um, I don't know what this looks like future because yes, you need to I mean, there's 100 plus million PS4s out there but you didn't make the top 20. Yep. That's not really good. Not good at all. Um, and I get it. it. This might have a long tail because of the creative nature of it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I I don't know. This was before all the panic in the world happened. Yeah. Um, so I don't understand like why the messaging was always done this way. And I think that was yours and I kind of takeaway leading up to Dreams is this messaging of what are you? Yeah. And why are you here? Yeah. And uh, like we never had a problem with the technology. The technology looks super cool and it's super awesome technology. But the problem is, is getting people to play it and buy it. And this is this game is really, I think, going to come into a very similar problem that Project Spark uh, ran into on Xbox back in 2014. Uh, that game was announced and released, and it had really cool tools and tech around it. Like, you built your own games. It was super cool. But the problem is, nobody played it. No. Like, that's that's the same problem here. You have to be able to sustain a game uh, through content. And at the end of the day, it's not necessarily a game, per se. It's more like technology. And there's only two great creative projects that I can think of that have found success obviously is the king minecraft i mean that has no story whatsoever all it is is create 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 i think what really helped that is the oncoming of streaming um and then players just interacting with each other that way but i say the other one is actually mario maker yep because i never seen any statistics for this but this is just how i feel i feel like it is probably 70 percent people that want to play 30 percent that want to create yeah i have 
never created a level for myself. I've unlocked yeah. stuff to create. I've never created one. I've only played levels, and that's how I like to enjoy that game. Um, I know it's not a game, excuse me, that you've uh, purchased, but no. when you've played it, because I, I believe you have played it, yes. right? Yep. Like, that's what you're doing, though. You're you're just playing what's been created, because you're like, oh, man, this is going to be challenging, or this is going to be fun. Yeah. I don't find the creation itself to be fun i like yeah. to play what others create i'm not an artist and i know they, i'm not and they curate that content so you get the best stuff yeah. at the top well <laughs> well mario maker not so not much, so much. Uh, well the first one was awful because all it was was rue goldberg machines um but uh, this one's a little better there's still a decent amount of issues when it comes to curation gotcha so uh yeah dreams hopefully <laughs> Hopefully it has a longer tail than this. I will because... say this, and we'll get to it a little later on. Yeah. But as far as their follow-up for PS4 exclusive, I am very much enjoying Neo 2. Yeah. So keep on them for that. Yeah, for sure. But you should have got Ori. Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Uh, moving on, there's a rumor that Sony, and this is a huge story, Sony is planning on acquiring Metal Gear, Silent Hill, and Castlevania IPs from Konami. This was a huge one that I, I was uh, I was sitting there thinking like, all right, this doesn't make sense. Like there was a bunch of rumors about uh, Kojima making a new Silent Hill game. And uh, I was like, this doesn't make sense because Kojima left Konami because he didn't like Konami's bosses anymore. He was fed up with the bullcrap, and it was a toxic ending to that relationship. And they've been reported at very poor working conditions yeah, for years. Absolutely. And I, 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 it didn't make sense to me. That rumor didn't make sense. I said, unless Sony or someone like that was buying the IPs. So this, in my opinion, this story makes perfect sense if, that, if this is real. Because it, it really puts three strong IPs in Sony's, uh, in Sony's uh, wheelhouse, I, uh, so to speak. Uh, and it also gives them the ability to license these out to developers that don't necessarily own these IPs, like Kojima Productions, uh, which is its own en entity right now. But we pretty uh, much all consider it a PlayStation right now, studio. Yes. Yeah, at the, yeah, at the this point in time. Yes, uh, and even if they do something like different with Castlevania or. Um, you know silent hill as well but the rumor is is that kojima would be overseeing everything uh metal gear and silent hill if sony does indeed purchase that which again makes me think if and that's lic license out castlevania to moon studio yeah, <laughs> yeah there you go but uh, that makes me think are is sony just going to acquire kojima like or are they just going to continue working with them as a like a second party studio essentially i think you're traveling down the right path yeah i think it's always been towards a trajectory of uh, kojima working with sony exclusively um not just because of the deal that they have in place and i think it's a 10-year exclusivity deal um but sony has always treated kojima the way that he has wanted to be treated by his own company they have always given him so much press. They want to show him off to the world. Um, they obviously love this partnership so much that Death Stranding had 19 million trailers at their conferences before it was finally released, and True. still we didn't know what it was. True. Um, so I think that they're going to handle this greatly when it comes to Kojima. The one thing I will say is I agree with all three of these purchases, mostly because Konami is just sitting on them using them for pachinko machines. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I know they're considered a video game company. They're one of the video game companies I grew up with, mm -hmm. uh, with so many Konami titles. But 
they make hand over fist for these gambling machines. Maybe yep. not right now since everything's shut down. Yeah, true. Um, but they make so much money off of those things that they don't mm-hmm. really care about video games. I mean, look how bad Metal Gear Survive was. Yeah. Um, and I did demo that just to try it, and I was like, oh my god, I can't do this. I didn't even do that. But I hesitate. I want him to actually be done with Metal Gear. I would love for him to finally get to do this Silent Hill project. Got teased with PT. True. Um, I don't necessarily think it has to be Norman Reedus again because he has has been shown he's not the greatest video game actor. Well, that was the other thing that was rumored as well that Norman Reedus was in talks with Kojima Productions on a ne- another game to work with them on. So maybe that's Silent Hills returning. But it's possible. Maybe he'll get to actually see the deal and then maybe or what he was like working on with Guillermo del Toro as well with that stuff. The one thing I will say is do not give him Castlevania. I know I joke about Moon Studio, but I really think that's a perfect developer. I mean, I am kind of in love with them right now because I actually am playing Neo 2 and I really want to go back to Ori. Um, but you also have to think about Yacht Club Games, who made a perfect Metroid Castlevania in a sense. Um, I'm trying to remember the Shovel Knight, or not Shovel Knight, um, Hollow Knight developers offhand, but they would obviously be a perfect... Yacht Club? Um, no, it's not Yacht Club. Uh, Team Cherry, that's who it is. Oh, Shovel Knight. Is like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but just like developers like that that have perfected this Metroidvania thing. Yeah. Um, and I think there was so much crap given to, especially the last uh, Castlevania, Lords of Shadow 2, mm. which if I remember right, that was a free Xbox game this month for uh, Games with Gold. It might have been. I, I think it's, I think the second yeah. one is Games with Gold this month. Mm-hmm. Um but I actually didn't hate them. I thought the second one was the weakest one of them. Yeah. But fans don't want 3D Castlevania. Okay, cool. Well, these those three developers I just mentioned are perfect 2D. with 2D. Even mm. though Ori kind of floats with that 3D perspective. Mm. Um, those three developers specifically are so great with those. Why does it have to be, like you just said, doesn't have to necessarily be internal. Right. Why not source it out? And then maybe you could do almost a microsoft thing how they're doing it with ori in the blind forest and cuphead license it out to hey you can play this on your xbox or you can play it on your place or your nintendo switch we've always talked about yeah. more more games all that stuff is just gonna be better and yeah the these three are beloved and i think you've only actually played one of them am i right uh metal gear yeah, yeah. so yeah. i mean to get a chance to play other new stuff would be great for you especially not a playstation yeah. gamer yeah because i i love metal gear solid 5 like the gameplay of metal mm-hmm. gear solid 5 uh i didn't really know what was going on i was on gonna in say story. Probably like why yeah. is this guy called ocelot yeah exactly <laughs> i was literally i skipped as many cutscenes yeah. as i could because I, I was like it. i don't know what's going on <laughs> it gets but, weirder and weirder <laughs> but the gameplay is just so much fun in that game so i I would be all for more Metal Gear, but like you said, I'd like to see him tackle Silent Hills first because that's what he was wanting to yep. work on. So uh, that'll that'll definitely. And with be this resurgence of um, Resident Evil, mm, um, yes. I think that is a perfect time to give. When Resident Evil and Silent Hill kept kind of going back and forth, they only made each other better. That's how we got Resident Evil Four, true, uh, one of the best games ever made. So yeah. it's like. If that can be something that motivates Capcom to continue innovating on Resident Evil, yeah. I think that's only better. Because what competition and horror do they really have? Fair. I, I just can't think of too much. Uh, EA, revive Dead Space. I would cry. Yeah, I would cry as Just well. revive Visceral just for that, man. Yeah. They like, shouldn't have closed Visceral. I know. Like, hey, look, the Star Wars game, it's not working out. Yeah. You guys just want to do Dead Space, Dead Space 4 yeah. and correct everything for Dead Space 3? Yeah. Yes. Or yes, just we'll do, do a reboot. 
I, yeah, I can get less. Just Acts two and three. That that series was cut way too short. I agree. So, uh, moving on. Uh, while we're on the topic of horror genre, uh, Resident Evil three demo is coming out tomorrow. That is exciting. That yep. came out of nowhere. Uh, I know we were anticipating a demo, but they kind of just was like, "Hey, there's a demo coming out Thursday." All right, comes awesome. out in a few weeks. Well, digitally, it'll come out yeah. in a few weeks. There was a video today that one of my friends sent me that uh, shows 60 frames per second, 4K gameplay of the demo. Oh, cannot it's, wait! It's gonna be a banger. You are going to be. You're gonna learn a lot about stress in the next couple of days playing that game. Yeah, I'm hoping it's some part with Nemesis because that only makes sense to do yeah um but yeah that's really awesome i love these stealth releases of demos we talked about final fantasy 7 yeah uh last week resident evil 3 i think it would be really cool to get something when it i'm not sold on the avengers game Mm, um so i think it would be kind of neat to have a playable demo with that i agree um i don't know about cyberpunk but that'd be something i want to demo i i'd like to just see if i'm gonna like it because normally i don't like fps rpgs um but i really want this whole resurgence of try it before you buy it especially given the times we are in right now right i mean uh those other stories that we'll talk to but like right now it's great to have that hey i just want to try this out see if it's something i'm interested in yeah i mean most people are stuck at home right now at least part of the time like it's it's getting crazy out there there's uh everywhere shut down well it's like i was actually just talking um to my friend kate um my brother-in-law hasn't bought an mlb game um since i think 17 um because he just like updates the roster that's all he does Hmm. but he's just like dude baseball's canceled for at least two months like what am i gonna do he's a huge baseball guy he's like is the show out again he's like yeah i just like it just came out today so he went to go buy it so i mean i was glad that he gets some semblance of baseball with that there's some people that i saw on twitter were actually using mlb the show and simulating games yep. so that they can watch baseball. Yep. It's, that's kind of uh, cool. But NASCAR, now this isn't something we put in our uh, news of the week, but NASCAR is doing simulation races oh. um, from uh, video games and stuff like that. Uh, there has been uh, NBA 2K, yep. uh, Luka Donick, and I think another player, um, I can't remember from who, but they've been simulating their opponents that they were supposed to play at this time of year. Yeah, like The Phoenix Suns yeah. with um, crap former uk player not Devin booker is it booker yeah okay so they're simulating games and look it's all in joke but it is kind of funny they actually did twelve thousand uh at a time stream on that yeah um so people obviously are clamoring for sports and or some sort of entertainment that they can watch and look i know the games industry has always been like well that's not real athletics not athleticism and i'm not here to debate any of that stuff right you at least are getting that form of entertainment that you wanted. You wanted some sort of competitive atmosphere. Yeah. There you go. 1v1. What's more competitive than that? Yep. Agreed. And next year is the uh, supposed transition to MLB The Show going multi-platform. Yeah. So that's exciting. Yeah, I know. Well. It, it almost feels like with baseball, God, what a missed opportunity to wait one more year. Yeah. Like if they could have been able to do it this year. Right. God, they would have sold gangbusters with I, that. I, maybe 12 months from now, we'll still be in the same situation. <laughs> Who knows? I don't know. Uh, 
Moving on. Uh, this story really grinds my gears, Sean. We've talked about this before. I don't see Randy Pitchford on yeah. here. Well, <laughs> Randy, Randy Pitchford was on Twitter with me this week, but that's a whole nother story. You guys are freaking Randy Pitchford. Get yes. the hell out of here. I should link him to this podcast <laughs> episode. You're a douchebag, Randy Pitchford. Anyways. Uh, con- I, I don't agree with that. Sean doesn't agree. I do. Uh <laughs> Control's first DLC expansion is coming March 26th to PS4. There we go, man. Yeah. And Epic Game Store. There we go, dude. Yeah, that's super freaking awesome. June 25th on Xbox One. What? What? There we go. This is what pissed me off because we talked about this last time. They announced the uh, release date for PS4. And they didn't announce anything for Xbox. And I was like, that's weird. So then I went that same day, I went on the Xbox store to look at the uh, Xbox game store to see if Control's uh, Season Pass or the DLC expansion was listed on there. Neither of which were on there. I love Control. I wanted to give them my money for the expansions. Can't do it. And then today they announced that it's coming three months later than PlayStation 4 and, and Epic Game Store. That pisses me off. I hate exclusivity time is, deals. Is Remedy both the developer and the publisher? Uh, yes. Okay. No, five hundred five Games is the publisher. So that's more on than what yes. they determined. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Just to be clear, yeah, I'm not pissed. Say, yeah, yeah. Remedy. I'm not pissed at Remedy or anything like that. It's just annoying in general that you can't play everything on the same date on the same platform that just drives me insane the whole we've gone through this many of times before the when i was big into destiny and uh playstation 4 had year-long dlc exclusive on uh destiny that made me so freaking mad because you're literally paying for the same game but getting less content and that was even more so uh frustrating because that was actually on the base game itself it wasn't DLC. It was actual the actual game. Uh, but this is still... I, I don't like this stuff. I just wish we could get rid of timed exclusivity for third-party games. It's multi-platform games, you know? I'm cool with, like, the marketing deals and all of that stuff. And even, like, cosmetic D- like uh, DLC or whatever that's exclusive, whatever, that's fine. But don't fucking, don't do that. Don't do this where it's three months later. Because then you get in the situation if there's like some kind of spoilers or whatever, you have people posting that online because the game's been out or the DLC's been out for three months. Who knows what you're going to freaking see online with all the crap that people stir up. Yeah, that's plausible on that. That's very plausible. I mean, I I wish I could say if I hate it or not because I know I won't be affected by this. Right. Obviously, since I purchased it on PS4 um so i'll be able to i've actually probably won't for a while i have a lot of things to catch up on um we already talked about this month and these next couple weeks being busy as far as games go um and it's only getting more so as far as things possibly getting delayed and all that stuff but it does stink for xbox gamers because i know they've come to know remedy as kind of their studio with two exclusives and to not get this dlc as an exclusive for them um or at the same time or at the same time yeah yeah so yeah that's 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 my stance i'm just gonna keep ranting about that i won't let you know if there's a new power or anything all right yeah (laughs) oh my gosh did you know she can fly now wait she could already do that she can go through walls now yeah 
moving on, we've got a couple of Switch announcements. Uh, Blair Witch is officially coming to the Switch. Uh, I played a little bit of, of it on Game Pass. It, it's still in Game Pass right now. Uh, I, I don't know. I just didn't. It was very rough around the edges. I kind of uh, fell off of it a little bit. I got to a point where I was stuck in the woods and I couldn't find my way out of there. And I was just like, I'm done with this game essentially and moved on to the next <laughs> thing. So I, I think you know. actually went back to Friday the 13th, if I remember right. Yeah, I think, yeah, <laughs> I think so. Yeah. So. so this is all from the Nindy Direct that we got uh, yesterday. Yep. Uh, 22 games were announced coming to the Switch between now and pretty much the summer. Yep. Um, so I we only picked out a handful of ones that really interested us. So Blair Witch, obviously, is something that you got to try. Um, weren't a huge fan of. I'm interested but i'm also not a walking simulator person i know that that's the type of horror game it is yep. for it um the really cool one though i think is super liminal mm. uh and i think we talked about this before when it was like announced on pc and everything because we thought it we did really looked like a good game for vr but it is coming to the switch in the summer um and it's just an odd puzzle game that i'm really interested in which does this support uh doesn't nintendo have that cardboard vr thing i don't know i forget what it's called i don't know if it does i know zelda does and it makes you sick and i know mario does and it makes you sick oh i know it's all bad okay as far as the vr thing like okay it's neat that you can do it but it's not what you think like oculus or psvr gotcha. like you're basically having to hold it with one hand gotcha to keep it up like i saw actually it at best buy when i was there on tuesday mm-hmm. and then i'm like it was only like 40 bucks. I'm like, oh, maybe, but I was like, I also don't want to throw up. Yeah. So I think I'm good. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, I thought this was really cool. That's coming out. You and I both wanted to try this um, just because it looked like a cool puzzle game. Yeah. Like things are out of perspective. You put them in perspective, they become giant or smaller yeah. depending on how you view it. It's just an interesting take on a puzzle, uh, puzzle game for you. I agree completely. Um, back kind of back to the whole corona deal uh final fantasy 7 remake uh physical copies apparently may be hard to get according to square enix so this is kind of expected at this point i think uh with all the shutdowns and all the uh concerns around the coronavirus amazon just announcing today they're not going to be buying from wholesalers to stock they're going to be basically just looking for essentials yep i mean this might be a new norm for a while yeah um this is so the reason why we kind of want to put this on here is um you're still going to be able to get these games digitally i want to be clear on that because both of them have a system as far as xbox and sony uh sorry microsoft and sony have a system where you can purchase any of your games digitally or hell even game pass or ps now that type of thing so you're gonna play your games you just might if you're somebody that's a physical collector or only orders physical copies such as myself you might be crap out of luck as far as release date or maybe not at all. Yeah. So, uh, luckily, I never – there was uh, rumors of emails getting uh, sent to customers that pre-ordered from Square Enix site mm-hmm. about delays in getting their copy. Um, Square Enix said that those were not actual legitimate um, I pre-ordered mine through Amazon, so I'm a little nervous about that. Yeah. Um, I haven't received an email. I checked it today just to be on the safe side. But it really makes me think for games going forward, maybe for a little bit, if it's something I want, I'm going to have to really look at going digital just like you have been doing for a while now. Absolutely. Uh, I will say Amazon sometimes doesn't uh, um, voice their problems with shipping mm-hmm. at times with stuff like this. Like Titanfall 2, I got the collector's edition, and it was supposed to come on launch day. 
Well, apparently there's some kind of issue with them receiving the collector's editions. So it got delayed like two to three weeks. And they didn't tell me that until the day it came out. And I was pissed because like I went on my account to see where it was at and it said delay in shipment. So then I called them and they explained that. And I was like, oh man. That's... Did they give you any credit or anything like that? Uh, I don't remember. Okay. It was a while ago uh, whenever Titanfall 2 came out. But uh, yeah, I, they aren't the greatest with that. Hopefully your copy comes through okay yeah i'm i i didn't order i only pre-ordered the one the main one Regular. just because you get like some extra material to start off the game with um same thing with neo 2 i just pre-ordered because i got uh some armor to start the game off with just make it a little easier but still the same price yeah um so i'm not gonna really be out of luck if i have to purchase the digital version right i just it's something those kind of games to me that i think are like important games that i really want to own I love having that physical copy to just to have on my shelf. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, moving on, we've got Lego Super Mario that was announced last week. Uh, we just kind of wanted to talk about this. I did pull up the video after uh, after our podcast last uh-huh, week. Right? That you were talking about it's really weird. Yeah, because I guess I'm confused as to what who this is for because. You're basically controlling a Super Mario world with your own hands. Um, Definitely not adults. No. I will 100% like, yeah. I know Legos, like there's that show on Fox right now, Lego Masters, yeah. like, and it's adults building. This is definitely not for adults. This is for right. kids. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think it's very, it's going to be very experimental, and I'm curious if it's a success on how they created almost a live action video game. kind of like nothing that's on your tv screen like you basically build the boards up like you would like a super mario world yeah and then like i guess there's some sort of nfc chip or something like in it in the mario and in the characters yeah to like actually have the actions approve and you see it on like mario's uh belly um and on his face and then like you hear sounds and stuff like that Mm -hmm. so we've been wondering what this crossover was a lot of people were hoping it was an actual lego mario right um downfall is in lego games you jump and Miyamoto won't let you jump in a Mario game that's not his. True. Um, so Wait, what? You didn't know that? No. So remember Mario in the Rabbids game? Yeah. That was the only stipulation Miyamoto had, that Mario couldn't jump. Wait, what? Because that so makes a Mario Smash, game. Does Smash have Mario? Smash has Mario. Yeah, jumping. but that's not considered a mainline like game you. or anything like that like mario versus rabbit is a mainline like mario game gotcha. which is what it does huh interesting so yeah um i always just thought that was funny but i don't know it looks interesting i think i love actually legos i'm actually watching that legos master set yeah. or lego master show i think it's entertaining um i just i don't ever see why i would get it unless i have kids because it just doesn't it looks too simplistic as far as the builds, and that's what I like about Legos. True. Um, and it just doesn't look like something that I would like put together and then set it to a side. Yeah. Like that's all I would do. And it's like they're probably like forty bucks a piece, especially with having electronics in them. True. Um, but I, I don't know. It's kind of cool that they did this uh, partnership. Mar- uh, Nintendo is known to protect their freaking uh, licenses. Yeah. Hardcore. Absolutely. And just recently is only when they've been letting it. Obviously, with Ubisoft, with Mario and Rabbids, and uh, Zelda being allowed to be licensed with the Rise of the Necromancer. And it seems to have worked out mostly in their favor when they've done it. Mm-hmm. So, 
Um, oh, yeah. I mean, if there's a sequel that everybody wants on the Switch that hasn't been announced, i.e. Breath of the Wild, um, it's Mario vs. Rabbids. Yeah. That was a fun game. And it was a very long game, which I was surprised about. But that was a lot of fun to play. Yep. And I think they have a very close relationship with Ubisoft. I wouldn't be surprised to see another Mario plus Rabbids game. I really hope that. I hope you're right on that. Uh, moving on, there is a new rumor of Tales from the Borderlands getting both a, uh, I guess, re-release, remaster, whatever, and a sequel, uh, announced. So, the only thing I'm a little confused on about this is, uh, this game came out in 2014. It was a cross-gen game for, uh, Xbox 360, Xbox One, PS3, PS4. I don't really understand why it would need a like uh, re-release essentially, like a, a refresh to the graphics and stuff, because it just came out in 2014. Um, but I would love a freaking sequel. The Tales from the Borderlands honestly might be my highest-ranked Borderlands game, just because the story in that game was really good, the characters were really good, and that isn't something that's. Um, necessarily true of the mainline games. The characters are good in the mainline games, but the story is always a little bit Couldn't of a tell mess. You what happens to the yeah. story. I, it, it's just kind of a conglomeration. And beasts. Yeah, vault beasts. Vault beasts and vault keys and all kinds of stuff. But the Tales from the Borderlands game was such an underrated game at the time. And Telltale, I don't know if this would include like the new Telltale making this or if this would be like, I hope not something... because wouldn't that kind of make you think that they're heading down the same path as old Telltale? Yeah. Uh, Wolf Among Wolf... Us Season 2, or sorry, just Wolf Among Us 2. Yeah. Then this, like we're going back to announcing so many projects. Yeah. And I get it's only two, but that's... Yeah. You've got to release something before you start announcing all these partnerships and projects. Yeah. And they can't be that high staff yet, uh, yeah. considering they were just building it back up. Yep. So, yeah, I agree. But I would definitely be all for a sequel to Tales from the Borderlands. So, uh, Moving on to the games we are playing. Uh, I'm playing Ori and the Will of the Wisps still. Um, never heard of it. Yeah, I've never heard of it either. I'm actually only about uh, three and a half hours in, something Insane like that. Insane yeah. that he's not been playing it 24-7. I know. I just, it's been a little crazy. The whole corona, you know, there's been a lot going on. And this week's not getting any better because tomorrow's Resident Evil, uh, Friday's Doom. I'm just completely screwed at this point. That's why you, pri- you, you prioritize. You do the first, then the next, then the next. True. Resident Evil will only take you probably half hour anyways. It's probably going to be True. a time demo. True. Yeah, it'll probably be very similar to the Resident yeah. Evil 2 demo, um, but I'm very excited that for that. Anyways, Ori, I absolutely love. It's uh, absolutely stunning. I've been playing on my Xbox One X. One thing I have noticed when I play on my Xbox One S, which I have in my bedroom, I played a couple of times. It has a lot of frame rate issues. And actually, I don't know if this is related to me being in the preview program because that console is actually a more... Um, a more unstable version of the OS because I'm in like early access programs for their new dashboards and stuff. And that one's like this as early as you possibly could get. This one I have more stable because I play it more often. But uh, that one, uh, when I started Ori and the Will of the Wisps for the first time in there, it completely shut my my system down. Like it just crashed my system. It's, it's not. I'll give you a heads up. It's not. And I crashed probably about nine times. Like your sh- system shut off? Yep. 
That oh nine God. times. Wow. That was my, if I have a complaint, it is that the Xbox One yeah. is not equipped at this point to handle games today. The OG, yeah. yeah. Um, was That was my biggest disappointment. I had a lot of frame rate issues myself. Yeah. Um, I had issues where it, whenever I loaded into a new area, it would lock up for about 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. And if you're in the middle of doing some platforming into that new area, it totally screws you up, screws up the flow. Yeah. Then you got to go back to that other area another 10 seconds then try to figure out okay how can i make it so it doesn't load as bad um so that was incredibly disappointing yeah especially with how good ori the first one ran on the switch yeah uh, i mean that was i mean yeah. it ran well on xbox one as well i know some reports were saying that it ran better on switch but the first one ran really well on the original xbox one as well so it's not like it just all of a sudden, you know, went to shit. They yeah. must have changed something. Like, there is a the lot ending. more going on this yeah. time around. It's not as barren in the background. I mean, we've talked about the em- enemies last week on how they're harder. And, oh, buddy, do they get harder. Some boss battles took me uh, quite a few times. Let's just say that. Yeah. Um, but I totally agree with your sentiments as far as how that game is. But the, the gameplay in general, every level of it feels like it was improved. Like, every ability feels better. The only th- the other thing that kind of irritated me was the whole Batman thing where you take away all of your utilities and you have to get them all back. That is kind of annoying, but I get it for that type of game. It's Metroidvania. Yeah, that's how those go. The yeah. only thing I was really upset about was the breathing underwater. Yes. Uh, because that was a huge ability to unlock in the first one. And then not having that, I was just like, oh my god, are you kidding me? I have to go back to this crap where I have to find air pockets and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually did beat it, though um i loved it um i stand by my words that right now it'd be my game of the year yeah um so awesome probably took me about my xbox says 120 hours but i know that's not true oh 120 hours that'd be a lot yeah i think it's because i just like didn't turn it off correctly occasionally yeah but probably took me about 12 hours i haven't 100 at everything yet but i will um but the traversal just feel like there's so much more to your traversal this time around. Like you can go almost like an entire screen without ever touching the floor if you traverse correctly. Uh, with certain with certain power ups that you'll find. Yeah. Um, the only downfall that I really felt with the gameplay is there's different abilities that you're able to purchase. I didn't really find myself wanting to experiment with them as much. I did after I beat the game, but I never really got that inkling to do so because the game was how I was playing was working out fine for me. Mm. Um, so I kind of wish I almost was forced to kind of experiment, but I never felt that force, yeah. if that makes sense. That does make sense. Um, but just, I mean, amazing. I mean, when you get to that ending or even the middle, like I'm just, holy crap. I love, I think they're... Temples, no spoilers. Their temples kind of serve as dungeons, like yeah. Zelda dungeons. Um, I think all but one are better than any that were in the first game. Hmm. Um, the only one I strongly... I, well, maybe I shouldn't say strongly dislike. I just disliked was yeah. the very last dungeon. Really? Um, that one was incredibly unforgiving and frustrating. Oh, uh, no. Two words I hate in games. No. Um, uh, my, my, I think my death counter was like... It was actually less than my original Ori in the Blind Forest. Uh, I think I only died 140-something times. Wow. Um, I think I've died 40 times, and I'm only three and a half hours (laughs) in. (laughs) Yeah, some of them, the the bosses is actually where I died the most. um, Because there's a hefty amount of bosses. But I I actually really love um, how they experimented, too. They... 
I don't know if you've gotten into this yet, but there's almost a fetch quest with trading with different NPCs throughout the game um, where you have to give them certain things and you have to find somebody else that needs that certain thing that they give you. Yes. It is a very long quest. I have made it to the part where you uh, you, you have to give what's-his-name materials to build out certain things like the swing. and. So that's other... something different. But oh. that is cool how you can upgrade uh, okay. the uh, wellspring. Yes. Uh, and I think he calls it the haven or the glade, something like that. Yep. Um, but there's another quest where you actually have to, like, you get something initially, then you trade it to another to an NPC. They give you something else in return. Then you have to find the NPC that needs that. Yeah, it is a very long and arduous process to figure out all these characters. Um, so I luckily I just kept always checking around on my map. I think the map's a lot better thought out this time around. Yeah. Um, but I was very happy to do that and finish it. Now the downfall is, is the reward is not worth it, but that's something that you'll find out later if you do that request. The reward is not worth. Yes, it. you get a reward at the end of the. Uh, it doesn't matter for you, but for me it was just like very disappointing because it's something I was pretty much already done with. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Um. So the other game, and I know it's not game in your wheelhouse. Oh, I love this yeah. series. Uh, this Nia too. <laughs> uh. So let me preface this with saying I'm about three hours in. Mm-hmm. I've yet to beat the first mission. What? Um, it is. <laughs> How many hard. missions are there? I don't know. Probably last last one had like twenty two or something like that. What? The... Um, Jesus. and obviously you can go back and replay them in yokai mode. Uh, it is hard as hell. Really? Uh, it's a lot harder than I anticipated. Really? Um, I, I'm I'm still really liking it. Um, I love being back in that world. The character creator is the most in depth character creator I've ever done in my entire life. Uh, just the look of everything, what you can actually change that, like it's, it's more than dark souls, more than fallout. Like it is just crazy. Like the amount of detail that can go into your character. So I really enjoyed that for people that love to make their own custom. Um, but it is, it is a challenge. Um, it is a lot more strategy than last time. I think, um, especially because, uh, having a new form of you being able to transform into a yokai, which is like a demon, um, in Japanese, mm-hmm. um, so that's what you're fighting half and half humans too. Humans, I'm pretty good at taking down because they don't take too much. It's the yokai that you're like, you really got to figure out your strategies. And I'm on the boss that normally all the bosses are yokais except for like two of them in the first one. This one is just killing me. Really, I I can't get far enough away, and if I get far enough away, he starts shooting a projectile that I can't dodge yet. Oh. And so, like literally, I just keep going back and forth in the world, just trying to upgrade to get my health and my stats up so much. Like I haven't even left the first mission. Like I said, yeah, all my stats except for like three of them start at five. The other one started at six. Mm-hmm. I'm already at 11 with every stat to try to max out to be better off. So the guy that's throwing like projectiles, is he a boss? Or? Yes. Okay. Yeah, he's a boss. You technically are able to fight fight a lesser form of him as the second enemy of the game, which I tried to, died like five times. I'm like, I don't think I can do this. So I'm like, okay, cool. So I go around and then at the end, a giant form of him is the boss. Oh, wow. Um, and he is so aggressive. It is just insane. But I love these games as a challenge. I, I am not deterred at all from dying this much. Yeah. Um, so compare yeah. compare Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order's second to last boss to this boss. I didn't have as much problems as you did. 
You came out and you couldn't beat him. I couldn't. It was on an Xbox controller. Oh, give me. That's an excuse. I only played him twice, too, for the record. That's true. And then I was yeah. like, let me handle this. Yeah, I had to touch your controller to give you that power. No, I think I had to break my uh, your wall <laughs> in order to get that power. Um, I can't really say, though, for certain if I like this more than Neo, uh, the first one. Mm. Um, but I am enjoying it uh, a lot at this point, especially the customizations. Um, and really building out my characters. The new weapon's actually really cool. Um, you almost have a trick weapon, which was something from Bloodborne, where mm. your weapon can transform. So I, I actually have a scythe that can transform into, like, three different things. It's really cool. Damn. So uh, this will this will probably be a game I'm playing for a little bit. So that definitely, sound, from everything you just said, it sounds like a game I will never touch because of how difficult it is. <laughs> yeah, you never will. Yeah. You never will. So, uh, moving on to our topic of the show, our topic of the show this week, uh, we got a ton, we got (laughs) basically a dump of information from Xbox Series X and PlayStation 5, uh, specifications for the consoles, so we got some features that are going to, uh, be in these new consoles, as well as, like, the technical details, so I'm just gonna try to break down these, uh, these details as as best as i can uh i'm not a super technical expert i am I, not at all i so. i know a little bit uh i know some of this stuff uh, make just, it as less boring as possible yeah that's all i have to say exactly uh so just to break it down here i'll just break it down by each piece of the console and then we can talk about the features that they announced for each console uh and how that relates to next gen uh so starting with the processor uh, so the processor is basically like the brain of the console. It's what you know com- controls every aspect of the console. Uh, it controls your AI, your uh, movement, all of that kind of stuff. The processors. The PlayStation Five has a AMD Zen 2 3.5 gigahertz processor. So uh, a decent pro. It's really good processor. Uh, Xbox Series X has a the same model AMD Zen 2 but it's 3.8 gigahertz uh, processor, so it's 0.3 gigahertz more. Is that something you're going to notice in multi-platform games or even exclusive games? No. It's not going to be much different at all. That's basically essentially the same. Uh, Nowhere near... Just to break this down ahead of time, this isn't going to be an Xbox One versus PS4 situation. or Yeah, Xbox One versus PS4 situation where the Xbox One was definitely uh noticeably less powerful than the than the uh than the um playstation 4 uh the xbox one original suffered greatly at launch with uh even resolution at 1080p 30 frames per second so this isn't going to be that situation this is just going to be uh a little bit different approaches and that's kind of the whole the whole thing with these specs they have two completely different approaches with how they're doing these consoles, but I think in the end of the at the end of the day they're going to come back to be very similar consoles. As oh, hundred percent. They pretty much have a um, just a parallel line between the two. As long as the de- developers don't have any like problems uh, making games for both, which I'll talk about here in a little bit when we talk about the uh, storage. Uh, as long as they don't have problems making games for both, like PS3 and Xbox I was going to say, it's not, it's not like a cell processor type Exactly. Deal. As long as that doesn't happen, I think we'll be fine. But, uh, yeah, that's kind of up in the air. We don't know that until we see the games. 
uh the gpu so this is the graphics processor this is the basically the heart of the console it's what makes your visuals look so good it's your resolution and all that kind of stuff uh so the playstation 5 has amd rdna 2 uh, it's just a form of graphics card but it's got a purported uh, amount of power of being 10.28 teraflops there's a lot of things mentioned about teraflops today teraflops is essentially just a general idea of how powerful a console can be uh it doesn't take into account like developers actually you know utilizing the consoles it's just theoretical maximum power of the console so it just gives you an arbitrary idea of how powerful these are so 10.28 teraflops compared to xbox series x 12 teraflops is that a big difference not really at the end of the day 1.8 teraflop difference i don't think that's going to be anything we'll see in the screen uh at at most you may see some games run in a little bit less than 4k resolution up res to 4k if they're running like 4k 60 frames per second maybe something like that but again it comes back to the developers how they're utilizing the actual power that they have every developer utilizes it differently so you aren't going to know that till we actually see games as we talked about uh, both consoles have 16 gigabytes of GDDR6 RAM, which is actually faster than the uh, standard RAM that's available right now. So uh, that's very good news. Uh, I think both consoles have 12 gigabytes that are are uh, dedicated to games. That only. is true. Yeah, that is true. I remember reading that. So uh, that's awesome as well. Xbox One X, for instance, has 12 total. The, the OS takes up like four gigs so that's a huge step up well that was something i actually appreciated from sony's press conference today was that they talked about uh 825 uh gigabytes of storage mm. uh or memory sorry i think that's what it was and everyone's like why isn't it a terabyte terabyte and it's like well they were actually just honest and said like instead of because every time they always say you have a terabyte yeah well no you have like 150 at least that goes to all the os stuff true. so you never actually get one terabyte so true. i actually kind of appreciated that honesty true uh and that's what's kind of funny because they do put 825 gigabytes here which i don't know what that looks like 825 did they say in there i didn't watch it did they say that's after the uh, os okay so that's why i was reading all these comments online that everyone's like giving them crap for them like yeah all they were was just honest for you whatever like i remember when i upgraded my ps4 to the terabyte hard drive yeah it already said i had 160 gone i'm like i didn't install anything oh wait yeah it's all the os okay what do i care and uh, yeah people are just dumb but uh supposedly xbox series x has one terabyte but what, what you said i don't think it's going to have one terabyte it'll have a certain amount that's reserved for the os that's just the size of the hard drive itself or the solid state drive itself is one terabyte um so both have 4k ultra hd blu-ray players we both we expected that uh xbox uh, one x has that already xbox one s has it I was a little surprised when PS4 Pro didn't have it. I kind of expected Especially it to. Especially when you own the preparatory right. like drive. It didn't make any sense. Right. Uh, both have 8K support, which I don't think that's going to be anything we'll see this generation anyways. If we do, it'll be very limited. Yep, it'll be at the end, just like 4K is now at the end of this whole generation. Right. 
and it's not going to be 8K 60 frames per second. You might get a game like 8K 30 frames yeah. per second or something, and like a little indie game. You're not going to get like Uncharted 5 at 8K 60 frames per second. I agree. That's impossible on this hardware. Um, both have HDR support, obviously. That's a given. Uh, that kind of uh, rounds out the, uh, the technical specifications for both that have been confirmed. Uh, Microsoft did announce a few things about the ports for the Xbox One X Series X. I almost said I did say Xbox One X. That's weird how that's Xbox confusing, Series right? X. No, I just said the wrong thing. No, that's okay. Uh, it has three USB three ports, so there's no USB C port like people thought initially. Um, which USB C isn't really uh, standard yet. For, no, not right now. For peripheral peripherals and such. Uh, HDMI out, no in anymore, so they're dropping the whole TV, TV, TV thing. Uh, it has a, and it has a proprietary memory slot on the back. That was the long slot that people saw, uh, which we can actually talk about that right now. Uh, essentially, they're partnering with Seagate to give people the ability to buy a one terabyte external SSD that you plug into the slot so you can expand your storage to two terabytes. And that's going to be important because this generation, they are not, there's no way to play Xbox Series X games or PlayStation 5 games on an external hard drive, a regular external hard drive. Currently, yes. You cannot play either of those uh, titles on that because the hard drive speed's too slow. That's what the SSD is doing for next generation games. It's making it so much quicker. That's why they're requiring that. However, Microsoft has said that. If you have an external hard drive connected to your Xbox One currently, and you have Xbox One and 360 and original Xbox games on there, you can plug that into one of your USB ports and still play those games on your external hard drive. So you don't have to use the SSD for like legacy games, but you do have to use the internal hard drive or the memory card uh, expansion for Series yeah. X games. Uh, Sony hasn't said anything about that yet, but... I would assume it'll be very similar in that regard. Um, let's see, what else? Uh, backwards compatible games for both systems, actually, Xbox and PlayStation 5, will run better and quicker with SSD. So Microsoft did show Gears 5 uh, technical demo running on Series X, and it looked really good. Uh, solid frame rate and 4K, full 4K. And it actually had, they turned on more features than what the the PC version of the game has currently right now. Like, they had features turned off uh, that were too demanding, I guess. And these features were turned on for Series X. So that's very exciting to see stuff like that. Uh, as well as PlayStation 5, they announced the whole, uh, their top 100 games. Uh, Played. Play yes for ps4 would support their new program their boost whatever uh for the ssd so if you own one of those games they'll load quicker and and just uh have no loading times and stuff like that or less loading times like spider-man they showed off that demo with spider-man where it was like instantaneous it'll be like that for those hundred games yep um they are supporting all of their backwards compatibility at launch for PS4. It's just those hundred. So yet again, our prediction, even though I don't know if it was a prediction, this will be the biggest console launch when in terms of what yeah. you're able to play in history. I yeah, yeah. absolutely. 
when you when you compare both or combine both of them absolutely like say for some reason every next gen game gets delayed yeah but the consoles don't for some reason they can still launch and you can still play yeah essentially you're up resed up faster games yeah. um in a, in a sense on your new systems and it was very similar to that when the xbox 360 launched 90% of the people playing on Xbox 360 were still playing Halo 2, yeah. which was an original Xbox game. So uh, you definitely will still play your old games, uh, at least at launch. Uh, except for me, I will never get out of Halo Infinite and uh, never leave the house. I don't think you're getting that uh, game. Crazy fool. I think that's getting delayed too. Uh, Microsoft did announce a really cool feature, which I I love. Uh, the so the quick resume feature that is on PS4 and Xbox One currently, where uh, if you're playing a game and you turn your console off in low power mode, uh, so it has to be in low power mode, then you can turn your your console back on and it'll start you back in that same game exactly where you were. Like it doesn't lose your progress you're literally staring at the same thing you left when you left your screen before the new uh, xbox series x will actually improve that with the ssd it actually stores that no matter what so if you hard power off your console unplug the power and everything plug it back in turn it on it'll still go back to that exact same point again because it's all stored on the ssd which doesn't require power it's yeah. all on the ssd itself and so that's super cool i assume sony will have the same thing they didn't talk about that but i'm assuming that will be the same because that's an ssd thing that you can do uh but they did they did say you can switch between four games instantly which is crazy i just like, don't know why you need to you don't need to yeah. it's just it's just crazy to think about like you're going from ori to like i don't know call of duty to fortnite like just ori just ori just just ori i'll go to the first one yeah (laughs) it's just crazy like seeing the switching because they showed the switching and it's just insane like this 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 like because a lot of people play multiple games at one time like this week we have doom i'll probably be playing doom and ori quite a bit so switching back and forth would have been awesome. Obviously, Xbox One doesn't support that, but uh, yeah, I, I, I like that feature a lot. Um, let's see, what else? Uh, the PlayStation 5 also can load 5 gigabytes in one second with their speed. That was one of the things that uh, Sony's proprietary um, SSD apparently moves things a lot quicker than even the Series X does. So the ssd can move data five gigabytes a second whereas i think the series x is like three gigabytes per second still a lot of fucking data i was gonna say no matter what it's not like it's yes the biggest thing that i'm taking away from at least sony today was the loading and this has been a problem honestly in this whole generation but sony i think has a worse problem with it is when you buy a game is getting it installed into your system. Oh, yeah. Um, and Sony has been, pretty much this whole generation, been really bad at it, at least from my standpoint. Yeah. Um, so that's good to see that this is actually going to be something that's pretty much fixed. Speed, yeah. Now, obviously, with gains being a lot larger, we might just see it kind of going back to it at yeah. some point. But And that that is one really cool aspect that they said that uh, install times will be a lot quicker yeah. for games. The only problem is there... You're limited either by the uh, disk speed because it has to write from the disk or you're limited by your internet connection. So 
that's the only, that's the two bottlenecks which well we'll see when they announce it like when they both do like a showcase like if they show something with like maybe poor internet speed just to see yeah what that can still look like for you true so, so i don't know it's yeah. nice that we finally got sony to say something yeah exactly it took them took them a while it took them a, took while. a long while especially considering microsoft announced in december yeah at the game awards like that was early december yeah but so. Again, none of this, in my mind, matters. It's cool to see, especially if you're a tech junkie. Yeah. You have a lot more stuff to know about what you're getting into with these two platforms. Yeah. Um, but I just want to see what they're selling me as far as to buy this system at launch. I agree. Both of them. Um, as far as, like, how are you improving the operating system? Okay, what games are you offering? Cool. What services are you offering? Uh. Like, it's going to be interesting to see how they're going to market this all to us. I don't care about the operating system. Just give me a freaking Halo Infinite gameplay demo. Oh, well, yeah. It's coming on uh, it's PS5 now, actually. It just got announced. Wait, it's not. Yeah, Shut it up. Just, did. just exclusive. Exclusive. Get out of here. Honestly, I would love to see them do that sooner than later. I hope they don't wait until E3 week, but they're probably going to. I don't know. The only thing I'll say is... They necessarily don't have to at this point no, because they, they, if they wanted to, they can be the topic of conversation. We have no sports. No sports at all. Um, I mean, we don't even have movies now. True. Uh, I mean, video games can't really get delayed as far as if they're a finished product because you can just release them digitally. True. And as MPS has shown, a lot of gamers are buying more and more digital. So that's something that they can kind of control the conversation and control, honestly, the entertainment industry, even though they already do. I mean, mm-hmm. video games make more money than movies, music, all that combined. combined. Yeah. So, I don't know. I just think this is the perfect time for video games to shine. People are inside. Yep. As long as they still have electricity. Perfect time to shine. Alright, guys. Thank you guys for coming out to our live show. Uh, just, again, we're live each week. Follow us on Twitter. Unless we all get banned. Yeah, that's true. Unless we all get told, hey, you're sitting inside yeah. and that's all you can do. You can't cross the borders. Follow us at Podcast PXN, Podcast PXN on tw- on uh, YouTube as well. Uh, thank you again for coming out, and much love, and keep on gaming. Deuces. <laughs>